For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. My name is Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host, and I'm also the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today is actually the, the first time we've had a guest on the show, and it's my really good friend, Dan Lewigs with the Insurance Store. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm honored. I had no idea I was going to be the first guest you ever had, and uh, man, this is awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I thought, where better to start than someone that can talk about insurance, because that's... I mean, that's what we deal with on a regular basis. I figured you're the perfect person to have on. So I'm going to jump right in because, I, I mean, clients know that this is a bite-sized – these are bite-sized episodes. They're, they're tiny. They're, we, we want to get as much information as possible. So I'm going to jump right in. So – and you don't know these questions yet, so I'm just going to throw them on you. But what what types of insurance do you think every person should have? And I want you to focus, if you can, mostly on auto insurance. Yeah, so for individuals, I was going to answer, well, everybody's got a car, so everybody should have that. Um, some don't, as you know. Um, but on uh, individual auto insurance, uh, there's, I guess, three different liabilities in the state of Missouri. Uh, bodily injury, I guess property damage goes along with that. But uh, um, what what helps you if you run into somebody? So we need bodily injury liability and buy as much as you can. And then property damage. A lot of people have twenty-five or fifty thousand, or even ten thousand, and they should have at least a hundred thousand dollars with the cars that are on the roads these days. And then ones that people don't have a lot are underinsured and uninsured motorists. Sometimes they have a little bitty limits, like twenty-five thousand dollars total. So if you get hit by one in three drivers uh, that have twenty-five thousand or no coverage, and you get creamed. There's not any money for Tyson to get you because uh, chances are they're not a doctor with state minimum limits. So now, underinsured is not on every policy, but uninsured is on every policy. So there is the 25 minimum on that, but yeah, underinsured is not. And I and it's underinsured is one that's like really I really 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 recommend people get it because there's so many people out there with that state minimum of 25,000. It's it's absurd. It's it's such a low amount. It can bear. I mean. I've seen so many cases where the injuries are really, really bad, but there's only twenty five thousand insurance. It's, it's really sad. But what are your what are your thoughts about MedPay? So that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Uh, I absolutely love MedPay. It doesn't cost very much money at all, and when you get in an accident, it's nice for there to be some money coming in. So if clients are open to it, I always like doing a higher MedPay than uh, zero. Um, most people have a thousand dollars on their policy and. I like 5,000 if people are open to it. And, you know, if you're maybe a soccer mom or something like that, routinely with other people in your car outside of your family, you know, um, why not a 10 or even a $25,000 limit on med pay? So each individual gets that amount of coverage. Um, and it's just short term, quick money to people for medical bills. So the other person might be at fault, 
and it might be a really long time before you ever get that check. Tyson obviously knows a little bit more about how long, but uh, that med pay can be just really quick, short-term money. And if you get a five or $10,000 check per person at the time of an auto accident, and the other company also, if it's their fault, they pay in addition to. So it's not like you're getting some money and then this is in addition to uh, whatever the other party's gonna pay. You know, you brought up something really good, uh, a really good point that I had not thought about. So let's say you are a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, and you routinely are bringing or bringing kids in your vehicle or other people in your vehicle or whatever it may be. Let's say you're just you, you routinely drive around people all the time and your car's full. If you only have the state minimum, you remember that if it's a 25-50 policy, so it's 25,000 per person, 50,000 dollars total. You're completely exposing yourself personally. I mean, I hadn't thought about that part. Do you see that quite a bit? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, thankfully, most accidents are smaller things, um, but it sure is neat when I can tell a client, "Hey, listen, you know, how how's everybody?" Um, I had a guy get hit by a semi the other day, um, and I'm like, "Dude, you got five thousand dollars in med pay. Use it. Like, quit being a hero and." being a tough guy. I'm like, go see the doctor. I know you're hurt. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that people people will try to tough it out. And I was I was trying to explain to them, don't tough it out. It it doesn't help you. Just just tough tough it out. All right. So I do have another question about the types of insurance. Are there any types of insurance that you deal with that you're like, that's just a waste of money. Don't buy it. Uh I I try to stay with the you know, insurance that adds values for others. Um, like insurances that I don't care for, like warranties for stuff you buy at Best Buy or something like that. Uh, all all those ancillary things. But, you know, term life insurance is important. Um, liability insurance is critical. Um, you know, home auto and business insurance, work comp, those type things. When it comes to umbrella policies, are those what? I mean, how often <laughs> would you actually recommend those? Because I mean, I I'm a firm believer in having an umbrella policy, but I think that there might be situations where they're not necessary. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So for an umbrella policy, if you don't have anything to risk, uh, say you got sued and it was a big suit, um, give you a quick example. I was driving down a little road here in St. Louis, Missouri, and it had a slight decline. It was snowing. And I slipped through a stoplight and there wasn't anything I could do about it except honk my horn and wave to people. At that instant, I thought, gosh, if somebody comes through this intersection, I'm creaming them. I thought about my liability limit for my auto, prayed that nothing happened. And I also thought, oh, yeah, how big of an umbrella policy do I have? Because this is going to be ugly. And what do I have to lose? You don't have anything to lose. You know, uh, you work for a at a job where you make 10 bucks an hour and, uh, you know, have a basic rent payment, don't really own much. And like an umbrella policy isn't all that important. However, if you're you know, a business owner, if you're an attorney, if you're, you know, a doctor, if you've got a career trajectory where you're going to make future income, um, all that's at risk. So even if you don't currently have money, but you've got the ability to make higher than average, uh, that's where you need the protection. So I talk to residents all the time. So uh, guys that are getting out of um, uh, getting their PhD and moving through school, and they don't make any money, sixty, eighty thousand dollars 
for a doctor is nothing, but that's what these guys are making. I'm like, I don't need an umbrella policy. I can barely afford stuff. I'm like, you're going to get a big raise and everybody knows it. All right. Huh. So let's say you, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's pretty, yeah. I mean, that, I think that, what you just said is actually really good. I think you, you, you summed it up really well, but I want you to think about just like your average person. Let's say, you know, they've got a family, you know, married couple, they've got a kid, a couple of kids, they've got a house, a couple of cars. Does that type of a person, do, do they need an umbrella policy? And that's where it starts to get tricky when you've got kind of the average person and that type of thing. Um, I'd say most people in that situation might not need it because most people are really bad at saving money. Most people are, uh, you know, just scraping by and, you know, um, those type of things. But if, you know, they make even a below average wage but are good at uh, putting money away and, you know, building assets and plan to have something, you know, down the road, all those people need it. So if they plan to accumulate wealth and uh, that, then absolutely. And I even, I, I, you know, I even caution, you know, people that make even an average income, I'm like, you know, hey, what do you think? And a lot of people are saying, yeah, actually, that does sound, uh, it does sound great. I can see, you know, an auto accident happening or even just one of those lawsuits that happen around your house for some reason. And you think, really, people get sued for that? Um, my backyard neighbor had a dog accident. A uh, dog snipped a kid and, you know, on, on, on. It was certainly comforting that I knew he had an umbrella policy and I said, you don't have anything to worry about. The lawsuit's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Boy, do I know what you're talking about. Because so, I deal with it on the other side. I'm, I'm one of the people that, that pursues those types of cases. So you've already talked a little bit about limits. I'm not going to go into that again. But the let's talk about people are always asking, you know, will my rates increase if, you know, so let's say that I'm representing a client. They were in a car crash. The other driver's at fault. And they, they open an underinsured motorist claim or, or a med pay claim. Is that going to make their rates go up? No, not at all. Um, just had that today, and uh, no, doesn't at all collect on that for sure. Okay, good. Because I, 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 I like I want to be able to pass this this episode on to clients and say, hey, here's the deal. Because I, I think people are a little uneasy. You tell them that, and you're like, listen, your rates are not going to go up. You should pursue this claim. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't want to open a claim with my insurance company. I'm with you. The rates don't go up. You should totally pursue it. Um, all right, the last thing. I want to, I'm going to brag on you for a second. Um, so you've done a really good job of raising all of my insurance policies, giving me great limits, giving me great insurance, and sometimes even lowering my rates, even though you've got me more insurance. So one, how are you able to do that? And what else can you do to help my, my clients? Yeah, so as a broker, um, when people ask me, hey, how's the price? Well, I've shopped a whole bunch of different companies and you know, picked a good one for you with a great price. Um, so by being an independent broker, I work for clients, not for the insurance companies. So um, we've been in business a long time and know how to find the best value. And at the same time, help educate clients on the risks and everything that they have so that they can make an educated decision versus um, you know, being uninsured in an area um, that they just weren't aware of. I love it. And then how do people get in touch with you? Uh, however they want to. So we, you know, we certainly do phone calls, Facebook, texts, uh, website, emails, all that stuff. But uh, I'll give you 
two most common ones. So my direct number is 314-503-0964. And email address is dan at insurancestoreinc.com, dan at insurancestoreinc.com, or connect with me on Facebook. And I can vouch on Friday last, I guess Friday before last, I bought a truck, sent him, I texted him the details, he had me insurance in no time. So he's very responsive. I wouldn't have him on here unless I truly recommended him. So um, Dan's great. But Dan, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks so much, Tyson. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.